Aha, the sound of fireworks. I think that can only mean one thing. Word has obviously got out that November the 5th, 2013 means the return of the Youngins podcast. What else could it mean? Yes, there might be a few cynical people among you thinking, November the 5th, David, that's uh, Guy Fawkes Night. <laughs> Guy Fawkes Night. Guy Fawkes Night, my friend. That's what this is. Yes, the Youngins podcast is back and the comedy is already flowing. Yes. Coming up this week on the Youngins Podcast, we've got some topical comedy that's six weeks out of date. But it was topical when we delivered it at the time. But this is the first opportunity that we've had to actually play it on the podcast. But I believe that biting satire is even more biting when it's had six weeks to mature. I'll be talking about a revolutionary phone application that has changed my life. We look ahead to a rather disconcerting future gig. It's a housewarming concert. We're a little bit worried about it. Find out why. Music-wise, we have a Mexican song taken from our folk club that we part-run in Manchester with Tom Bestford, the rapper-dancer and a good friend of ours, and Becky Unthank. And also we have a Halloween composition from some primary school children in Hartlepool. And I think this is our most intimate podcast yet, my friends, because this week we talk about Michael's medical problems, we talk about my backside, and we discuss our collective nasal hair. Plus, we've been doing quite a lot of bed sharing over the last couple of weeks. And we inadvertently mock the dead. All that and more coming up on this week's Youngest Podcast entitled Touch Me, I Can Make You See. Oh, it's good to be back. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, I don't know how long, to be honest. I haven't been counting down the days. I'm sure you have, and you could probably tell me if this is an interactive thing, if it's a live thing, you could tweet in and tell me exactly how many hours it's been since we last spoke. Last time on the podcast, I said that I was moving to Manchester, and I have done that. That's the one reason why we haven't done a podcast, because all all upheaval moving to Manchester, but also because we've been on the road for the last um, three or four weeks, more or less non-stop. And it's quite ironic that I've moved to Manchester to uh, to a new flat, which is more expensive. And as I do that, I end up then spending more time than I've ever done in my entire life on the road, away from where I actually live. So essentially, I'm now going out to earn money to pay for the flat that I'm never actually in. So yes, this is the first podcast in my new flat in Manchester. Um, so I'm sure there's many people now listening to the acoustics. Oh yes, I can hear the difference there, David's. So now this podcast has had its base in Hartlepool, Gateshead, and Manchester. Oh, we know no boundaries on the Youngins podcast, my friends. But yes, as I say, I've hardly been in the flat, to be honest. And uh, I've spent most of my time on the road, touring, doing gigs with Sean and Mike. And uh, I think it's safe to say that we've probably seen a lot more of each other than is healthy. As we discuss in these next couple of clips, taken from a hotel in Peterborough, but first... We go to our gig last Friday in Sheffield. Oh, it's been a long week. Yeah. Been, uh, well, we, have, we have actually been sharing um, a bed uh, for the last four nights. Um, we'll be talking a little bit more about this. Because yeah. uh, I know a lot of people come for the music, but there's also a big contingent who like the eroticism as well. So we'll provide that. Because we become professional uh, folk singers now, we've had to economise. Yeah. So, we had three dates in, in the like, Midlands area, so we, we picked somewhere to stay right in the middle, and we picked the cheapest hotel in Peterborough. Uh, the moral of the story is, my friends, always read the reviews before you book, not afterwards. <laughs> because uh, some of the reviews said things like, um, this is very much a last resort 
Providing that you can't get yourself booked into the prison first. <laughs> Someone else said, there was a hair on the bed that I don't think belonged to someone's head. Uh, and apparently this is the renowned place in Peterborough. This hotel is a renowned place in Peterborough where people bring prostitutes back. So there's a plus point. But you know, the other two things were... Yeah. Well, when we got there, it wasn't actually too bad. It was, it was, it was under new management and it was getting refurbished. But what we didn't know, it was getting refurbished while we were there. We had a hard hat. We had to wear yeah, we had so we've got lots of exciting stories to come about our three nights in Peterborough. Uh, but before we do, three nights in Peterborough. Well, we were standing in the corridor waiting to go on, and a lovely man came over and said, "Which of you three is it that likes warm vomit?" And I said, "What?" He said, "Oh, that was breakfast in the hotel." Yeah. Uh, he did uh, him a disservice. He said he was quoting a line from this song, which mentions uh, a Sunday morning in Stockton with the warm vomit fresh on the ground. Um, but in the song's not about that. scissors we've ever had. Uh, and unfortunately... We even David Eagle start tossing the coin. I said, I bought rock, Sean. He said, bloody, that's what I feared. This is in... Oh, God, so you sleep like that? Uh, with your head underneath. Oh, bloody hell. How are we going to work this out? Rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> OK. So who's first? Abnett Colonna. Cooney oh, Eagle. Ready? Right, so um, what, the winner does what? The winner gets the top, I think. Well, obviously then we have to first Michael. Okay, here we go. Is that fair? Should oh, no, because then Michael's got more of a chance, yes. isn't he? Yes. Uh -huh. well, of course you bloody well have. So we need to do a coin toss. Oh, God. <laughs> we need to do a rock paper toss to decide. Who goes first? Well, hang on, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Toin toss. Toin toss. A coin toss. Do you want to toss? Who's tossing the coin? Oh, yeah, who's tossing the coin? <laughs> now we're going to argue who, who's tossing the coin. <laughs> Here we go. So, heads or tails? What are you going for, Michael? Heads or tails? Sean? What? Well, we're just, well can I we're go for working. tails as well? What? Yes, of course you can. So you can go what? tails. Because it's you versus Michael. I'll go for heads. So, if I win this, I have the top bet. I, I, that doesn't make any sense. Huh? So, we're both tails. You said tails? Yeah, no, but that's ridiculous, isn't it? No, because if I, let's no, just no, say, no, let's no, just say hypothetically. Heads or tails? You right, say tails. I'll say tails. Right, he says tails, so he's heads, and obviously, now let's just say hypothetically, it's it was tails. Can't toss well, listen, then let's just say hypothetically, the then let's just say hypothetically it was tails. <laughs> what would happen is, then you two would play each other at all. <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> what, what happened if we all picked tails? 
So after the debacle of rock, paper, scissors and the coin toss, it was eventually established that Michael Hughes was the winner and he went on top. It'd be quite an odd thing if uh, he said, no, no, I'm the winner. Doesn't necessarily mean that I go on top, David. What do you mean, Michael? You're the winner. Shouldn't you get on top? No, I want to share a bed with you. That could have been quite an interesting turn of events. If that ha- had happened, we would, of course, brought it to you on the Youngins podcast. One condition, Michael, if we are going to get down and dirty, <laughs> we must do it on the Youngins podcast. That's the only caveat. The, the listeners deserve to know what is going to happen. Anyway, let's move on to uh, less disconcerting matters. Or maybe not. Perhaps I worried you at the start of the podcast when I said that we'd be discussing Michael Hughes's medical problems. You may be thinking, oh my goodness, what's this about? Well, fear not, because these are medical problems that existed last year. Because um, this next clip I'd forgotten all about. And I only found it when I was trawling through some clips. And it's uh, taken from our album launch at the Sage. I think that was September 2012. That was the gig that we came on. And I walked onto the stage <laughs> and fell off the other side of the stage. Stage, and um, as I fell, I dropped my bottle of water, my litre bottle of water, which then spurted water out into the front row of the audience. It was quite a, an odd way to come on, really. We made quite an entrance. But once we'd calmed down, and once we'd sang a few songs, we then settled down to talk about Michael Hughes's medical problems, as you will hear right now. Are you all right, David? Mm. Do you think he's brought enough water with him? <laughs> well, he did. Well, I did, it until it's gone, yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> oh, it's gone now. Look at that. They will think that's scripted, you know. I know, but the thing is, I think this gig is in some ways cursed because um, we got a phone call from Michael this morning. He said he wasn't feeling very well. Uh, but he's, I, it, was, it, was, it was Michael's girlfriend who called me and he said, oh, he's got a problem. I said, what is it? He says, she said, UTI. He said, she's a doctor, so I have no idea what UTI means, so I'm trying to think of what possible things a UTI could mean. Feel free to shout them out. Uh, yeah, would you? <laughs> Anything else about my medical history you want to share, David? Well, I've got some, well, I've got some things it could stand for, but I don't think they're very repeatable here, so I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll leave it out. I assume it's a, I don't, I don't want to get personal, Michael, I assume it's a urinary tract infection. Is, it? is he correct? No, Beck, is he correct? Yeah, he's correct. I am yeah. correct! Excellent! Well, do you have another medical question later on in the programme? <laughs> Apologies to anybody in the front row. Things could get a little bit nasty, especially if you, especially if you start heckling us. I mean, booing's absolutely fine, but please don't hiss, because that might, that might set Michael off. That but then that, that happened, and then on the way, on the way here, the, the first thing I did, I, I, crashed, I smacked right into the, uh, the, you know those revolving doors that you have to go into the... So I crashed into there, and then I got caught in the revolving doors, and it wouldn't move, and I was in there for about two minutes until I was rescued. So, yeah, just think, with the money that goes to buy um, the CDs, that will go towards funding a special treatment so we can fix Michael's urinary tract. So, please do, please do. It's a song about falling in love in Sunderland. Which is, uh, which for some strange reason, every, every, wherever we go in the country, we say that everyone absolutely wets themselves laughing. <laughs> Don't talk about wetting yourself, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> What was that, Michael? Is that so you, you what on earth was that? Quick, cross your legs, Michael. <laughs> Here we go. There's an empty cup there if you want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. Thank goodness I found a lid for my bottle, otherwise, goodness knows what might have happened. 
Yeah, so as I said, I forgot about that clip originally. That's why we didn't put it on the podcast. But thank goodness I came across it again. Otherwise, Michael Hughes might have been spared that embarrassment, which would have been a big shame, wouldn't it? Um, we should maybe get an update, find out how the urinary tract is going. We could have made a feature out of that. If only we hadn't uh, forgotten about that clip, that could have been a regular feature. We could have um, we could have got medical experts in to talk about the, ur- the urinary tract. Maybe had a urinary tract fact. I mean, that rhymes. That would have been a brilliant feature. I think we missed a treat there. Never mind. In fact, we do have a medical feature coming up on the podcast very shortly in future weeks. James Fagan, uh, who was uh, last podcast's guest... Before he was a folk singer, he was a doctor, and we've, we've devised, I think, while we were in the pub, we devised an interesting feature with James Fagan that we'll be doing on future podcasts, hopefully. Very exciting stuff. But, as I say, it's quite an intimate Youngers podcast this week, because still to come, we're talking about my backside and our collective nasal hair. But first, some music. Normally we have a guest on the podcast, but because we haven't done a podcast for a while, I just thought it'd be nice to wade through some of these clips, because they're, they're piling up. So instead, because we haven't got a guest on this week's Young Ones podcast, so we've got some rather unusual music choices this week. Our first one comes from the Folk Club, which we started running uh, in Manchester with uh, our good friend Tom Bestford and Becky Unthank as well. And at October's Folk Club, we had some international friends performing, and uh, one of them was from Canada, and the other was from Mexico, I believe. And uh, it is this man we're going to join now who's going to sing the Mexican song, La Bamba. And uh, before I play this song, actually, I should probably say, for those people who have obviously been listening to the podcast series quite regularly, you'll be aware that um, I had said that I'd stopped drinking. I'd been on a detox, a seven-day juice-only detox, and I hadn't drank for absolutely ages. I want you to see if you can guess when you listen to this. You'll be able to hear me singing. I want you to guess whether you think that I might have started drinking again, OK? So, I mean, it's a subtle thing, but you might be able to tell just by the way I'm singing. Do you think I've started drinking or not? A little game for you to play. La Bamba. Manchester Folk Club. If you follow us on Facebook, then basically you can find out more information about that because uh, I think we're staying in the same venue now, but we did change the venue periodically. We were looking for the perfect home. We may have found it, I'm not sure, but keep up to date because it's, it's a sort of a rolling folk club that happens once a month, so it's kind of unpredictable as when it's going to happen. So follow us on Facebook and Twitter and that kind of thing, and we'll keep you up to date with that. But listening to that song, uh, you may have established that I, uh, I have started drinking again, hence the yodel. 
yodeling. I mean, I could, probably wouldn't have yodeled if I was sober. And I think the, the beer is very strong in the place where we had our folk club. Very strong indeed. Hence the, the yodeling there. Anyway, we've got more music to come later uh, from some primary school children as we hear a spontaneous Halloween composition that we put together in the space of uh, about 20 minutes or so. Topical comedy time now, or at least it was topical six weeks ago. This is from Stroud and from Otley Folk Festival, and we're talking about UKIP. I wish I bloody could, but you can't get any kip when you're sharing a bed with Michael Hughes and Sean Cooney. <laughs> oh, I still haven't lost the magic touch. Still haven't lost it. Well, another thing we did in the morning, we had we were really amused by the. Uh, Are you all aware of the uh, the debacle with the uh, the UKIP? Um, uh, the whole UKIP fiasco. Yeah, it's funny. We we got to we were doing this gig on Friday night, and we got to our accommodation. The others in a a travel lodge. And unfortunately, we were under the impression that this room in the travel lodge had three beds in it, but unfortunately it didn't. Yeah. Um, so, after yeah. losing the game of rock, paper, scissors, me and David Eagle had the double bed. After but, winning the game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> well, we, we were arguing. Dream on, David. In fact, rock, paper, scissors is a bit of role play that we do. Uh, I won't tell you how it works, but my goodness. I've got rock, Sean. Oh, so I. Oh, bloody hell. Anyway, so we argued all night about this UKIP thing, because if, if you're not aware of it, one of the UKIP MP guys, Jeffrey Withry Bottom, was he? He, uh, he kind of called a room full of women a really bad word, um, and David Eagle was trying to defend himself. Oh, it's not that bad. He's like, no, no, I don't see the point. I don't see. And I said, what? To call a room full of women sluts is bad? And he said, sluts? I thought he said slugs. <laughs> We've been arguing all night about it. <laughs> Massive argument. Six and a half hours later, here we finally <laughs> Oh, gee, but the best bit was in the morning we put the news on and um, Nigel Farage, uh, there was a great quote which was, a, a, he, the BBC edited down from a longer quote and it literally was just this, it was um, One man should not be allowed to ruin the reputation of the UK Independence Party and it cut off and I was like, what's the rest of that quote? One man should not be allowed to destroy the reputation of the UK Independence Party We should all be doing that together <laughs> Yeah. A lot of the people did laugh, didn't they? When they, I mean, it's just not seen the clip. Yeah. A lot of people laughed, though, so it's quite strange to say, yeah, okay, it was effective, we shouldn't have said it, but you kind of like, yeah, but lots of people laughed at Hitler when he cracked jokes, but. Well, I suppose, like, a good point. He was a funny man, though, to be fair, you know. It's a shame he branched out, he made some great impressions. Anyway. Let's move on, let's move on very quickly. Charlie Chaplin was his best. Right. Are you up for a big sing? Big I've just done a big scene for goodness sake. I think they need to lie down now, mate. Oh, damn, damn. <laughs> this is a folk audience, you know. Most of them are over the age of 60, do you? You just get all slaps. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if someone had just walked in during that moment. Uh, yeah, I don't want to tell you, David, but two people did. Uh, <laughs> looking around going, yeah, he's got a point. Uh, well, you know, we shouldn't talk about these members of the group like that. Um, anyway, right, let's do this. We're talking about we? another member soon, if you don't know. Oh. It's part of that bed, is it, again? Uh, God. 
To Hartlepool we go now, and it was Hartlepool, of course, recently that was um, described as a dead town by The Economist magazine, uh, who said that basically people who live in towns like Hartlepool and Hull should just get out, basically. It's a, it's a dead town. The town wasn't doing so bad, and then Sean left the town, and then I left the town, and now there's no young'uns in Hartlepool anymore, and I think that's the reason why. I mean, maybe we could do Create Young'uns World. I'm thinking that's the way forward. In Hartlepool, maybe on the headlands, Create Young'uns World. And it's all different things that people... Like a giant urinary tract. Children get to climb through Michael Hughes's urinary tract. Absolutely brilliant stuff. We'll, we'll think about this in more detail. Young'uns World. That'll bring money back to Hartlepool. Don't worry, we haven't deserted you, Hartlepool. We'll be back. And we will be back, in fact, because we've got a, a festival taking place at Hartlepool in uh, April. We've got the Hut People confirmed. We've got Brassy. You may remember them, the five-piece Polish shanty group. We've played them on the podcast before. We've obviously talked to the Hut People before. The Wilsons. They've just come back from their um, tour with Sting, performing on Letterman and US Today. Greg Russell and Kieran Algar, recent podcast guests. And Mrs. Trevor's Deep Freeze Secrets, who you might remember from our Tall Ships podcast. And more at our Hartlepool Festival, taking place between the 11th and the 13th of April. For more information, go to our website, theyounguns.co.uk, and there's a festivals link on there. Or keep following us on Facebook and Twitter. All this was meant to be just a very short link where I was just meant to tell you that we're going to Hartlepool now uh, to the Trincomalee, the ship the Trincomalee, where um, we performed recently and obviously we did our usual mix of folk songs traditional folk songs and shanties and songs that we have self-written but interspersed among that we managed to find the time to talk about my backside and the young'un's nostril hair We've got not one but two photographers in tonight you might have noticed Oh, oh, yeah. They're taking it from different angles. Oh, yeah. the same. Yeah, there's one on each side. I don't know if they've met yet. Um, <laughs> this uh, could be a lovely moment. When they're <laughs> doing so they can discuss lenses. We'll get them together. Oh, it's Chris and Andrew, the fantastic photographers. Out. You know what, David? I've even, I've even uh, trimmed my nostril hair, especially. Uh, I won't lie to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, so, uh, it's quite, let's get intimate with the youngins. I haven't. Well, I have nostril hair, yeah, I don't think. Very tiny amounts of nostril hair, but nothing. I don't want to uh, be the bear. It's because you're only about we're 13. Talking, we're talking about hairs, eh? Right? Like, I mean, uh, I don't want to be the bear of bad news, Davis, but you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, really? <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure it's not a trick of the light? Andrew, can you, uh, or Craig, can we have some sort of shots on the nostrils? <laughs> we're going to have a look at those in the second half, and I've got a pair of tweezers. You're, you're in good Chris, Chris David. He's right next to you. Chris is going to be out in nostril hair. <laughs> Nothing about Sean, big one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Apologies, everybody there. Apologies. I don't know if anyone noticed uh, there's a little mistake uh, there. Michael, I'll tell you what it was happening, because you know what you're doing with that? There's a, you've got a guitar lead and you're kind of like smacking it into my hand. So at one point I had the, the right note. Not deliberately, Dennis. What are you doing? It was weird. Anyway, apologies for that. When the, when the sound ones that are you the lead guitarist, you know, you can be like, ah, but he's smacking the wire in me hand. Do you? You'll be quiet, nice bottom. Right, here we go. <laughs> Michael, that is so weird, and you're going to use that and not realise that, out, yet again, out of context, that doesn't mean anything. So we're just going to be, like, at files tomorrow, and you're going to, yes, this is nice bottom here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'll all get the reference, and no one will think anything weird about it. <laughs> Has anyone got any photo evidence? Andrew, I'm surprised you haven't got round here, to be honest. I need a, I need a photo to go with that course. Come on, come on. Well, I wish we had a big screen to show you this photo. We've just been past the close-up of David Eagle's backside. Unbelievable. Uh, when the fees start increasing, when people start offering us more money, you know, for gigs, you know why. I don't want to be factored into that. Right. Hang on, we're all just looking. <laughs> What's going on here now? Sean and Michael just ugly. As soon as I'm like, hey, yeah. Excellent. Is that someone shuffling their seat round so they can get a better view? I heard that. <laughs> Okay, we're going to stay in Hartlepool because uh, we're going to go to this uh, primary school. We did a primary school project in Hartlepool. We've been doing all sorts of educational projects of, of recent in Manchester and Hartlepool and secondary schools and primary schools. And this is a primary school in Hartlepool where we um, we went into a class and we uh, we sang a local song about the northeast jester Billy Purvis. So we did this big project and we wrote these songs and we taught them shanties and stuff. And then we went into the assembly and we performed it. And then it got to the end of the day, and there was just about 20, 30 minutes left before it was home time. And they said, would you go into another class? So he went in, and we said, what would you like to do? And they said, we want to do a Halloween song, because it was the week before Halloween, and it was the last day of term. So we thought, well, why not? So in the space of 20 minutes, we managed to come up with a Halloween song with the children, and um, this is what they came up with. We're going to play the song, because literally it was done in 20 minutes, it's kind of, you know, some of the, they don't get all the words right. So what I'm going to do first is, before we play it, and I'm going to, we're going to play a little bit of the creation process behind the song as well. Before we play it, I thought I might go through the lyrics of this song that we came up with with these children in the space of about 20 minutes. So here we go. Mavis the Vampire. They wanted to write about Mavis the Vampire. I'm not sure why the vampire was called Mavis or not, but uh, that's the name they picked for the, for the vampire. Mavis the Vampire likes to drink blood. She likes to drink blood. She thinks it tastes good. She's in your neighbourhood. <laughs> She'll creep up behind you in the dark. The dogs are too scared to even bark as she chases you through the park. She'll eat ice cream cones with your bones. Hear your flesh scream and your frogs groan. I'm not sure why frogs particularly. Hear your flesh scream and hear frogs groan. She'll devour your mobile phone. So, there you go. So, there's the lyrics of this song. So, we're just going to play a little bit of this, a bit of the creation process, and uh, and then you can hear the actual song. Creeping up behind you, through the dark, crimes of dark. But a bite is not too scared to even bark. Oh, yeah. Hedgy chasing you from 
Right. What else could Mavis the Vampire do? Eat people's eat people's hair. Oh. What rhymes with bones? Corns. Corns, maybe. Cheese cones. Cones, like ice cream cones, but they don't have ice cream in. What do they have in them? Blood, blood. And so, and so, yeah. You need ice cream cones with your bones. Yeah. Scream. You need ice cream cones with your bones. Scream. I hear you scream and hear you moan and then she'll <laughs> devour your mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's ring, 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 ring. Yeah, yeah. That's the sound, that's the sound oh, that death does bring. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> hear the screams, you'll hear the groans. Then she'll devour your mobile phone. Devour me? Devour means to, to eat, I suppose. To rip apart, to eat. To gobble up. I love to gobble up. Ice cream cones. Ice cream cones. You need screams and you need moans. And she'll devour your mobile phone. Oh, yes, yes. After the groan. Okay. So. Are we ready? Yeah. Let's start with the soundscapes. I want you all to think oh, yeah. of a scary noise. And we should start with this montage of those. So we're going to start with complete, complete silence. Wait now. And what we should do at the start is we're just kind of whistling in the wind. So just whistling in the wind. Maybe the occasional Before we go, yeah, Fletcher, say something nice and gentle to you. Yeah, yeah thank you. 
And we'll be going into more secondary and primary schools over the course of the next year. In fact, we're going to do a big First World War centenary project. And if there are any teachers listening or any people who know teachers and they're interested in finding out more, then there's an education page on our website, theyounguns.co.uk. And again, Facebook and Twitter will illuminate you as to what's going on. It's now time to find out why this week's Young Uns podcast is entitled Touch Me, I Can Make You See. As we head to Otley. A couple of years ago, I remember, uh, just a bit of backstory. I remember this man uh, approaching me in a nightclub and he says, um, do you have the faith, sir? Do you have the faith? And I said, well, I'm not really sure. It depends, obviously, what the faith is. He says, well, I can cure your blindness, um, you know, if you have the faith. So he, we were stood in this nightclub and, and um, he just said, touch me. Touch me. And I will make you So... I did, I, I, I touched him, he was just on the head, literally on the head. And he says, and I'll touch your eye here. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that he should have been touching the other eye, because I could see a little bit out that eye, so it wouldn't be much. <laughs> uh, yeah, did, exactly, not as much of a miracle. Did he give you a special badge, said he'd fixed it or something? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the reason I tell you this is because actually I have touched something recently that has actually, in, in a way, made me see. And, um, and what it was was... Um, uh, there's an app on, a f- on the phone, I don't know, presumably, I know you're all four keys, but presumably you know what an app is, a phone is an application <laughs> on the phone. Uh, why, yeah. why is a blind man presuming his audience? Bear them to ask you, my friend, to assume makes a, a donkey out of me and you, is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, anyway. Um, but anyway, um, yes, I've got this app, and what it's called is called Tap Tap C. And basically, what you do is you, you, you touch the button, the camera button on the screen, and um, it'll tell me what's in front of me. And it was really brilliant. I mean, to the point where I took a picture of um, what was going on in the room, and it said, a picture of a lady um, ironing blue jeans on a white, hot-off-the-press ironing board with man standing in background. So it's to that level of, you know... <laughs> Well, I'm not joking. So, I mean, seriously. So, I'm in a way cured of blindness. I mean, unfortunately, it completely kills the battery life. So, I could only be blind for about uh, for about an hour, and then I've got to go and charge myself up again. <laughs> it's havoc with my social life, but uh, I didn't realise how ugly my friends were, dear. Anyway, but I got this recently, and I was so excited about it. So, I'm just taking pictures as I'm walking down the street. So, I'm walking down the street, and I'm going. A bush with green leaves and red berries. Oh, brilliant. Red Ferrari. That's absolutely brilliant. Why not, Bill? My God. So, walking down, and then I'm going, oh, I wonder what this is. So I can see something from it. I'm taking a picture of this. And it's taking a while, and all of a sudden, bang! I smack into something. I fall to the ground. And, um, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in absolute agony. And I pick the phone up, which is flown across the other side of the road. And I just, as I scramble to my knees, and I pick the phone up, it, it shouts to me, Lampost! <laughs> Well, now you tell me. So technology isn't quite there yet, but it's getting there. Now, the trouble we're doing a lot of gigs is, because we're on the road quite a lot, sometimes we don't get to hear the news. We don't hear the news immediately, like we don't get the chance to listen to the six o'clock news. That doesn't massively matter. But on this occasion, it did. Not hearing the news meant it kind of got us into a little bit of hot water, as uh, this next clip from Sheffield will explain. We did a gig in Chipley without watching the news before we took to the stage. We hadn't seen the news on Sunday night about the death of Lou Reed, the very sad death of Lou Reed. And we got to the end of the night and we were enjoying it so much and Dave, he says, any requests anybody? And someone said, Lou Reed! 
And we went, Lou Reed? Well, folk singers are going to say we don't do Lou Reed. And then we started doing little Lou Reed jokes and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Typical, typical Yorkshire audience. The buggers didn't tell us, you know. <laughs> and then someone else showed us. So I said, come on, another song. And then someone else went, tribute, tribute song. So I thought, what? I was on the American comedy group, Tenacious D. I thought, you've all got some weird suggestions here, haven't you? Yeah, and as Sean says, no one pointed it out until we got... I was wondering what was going on, because that was the, the only night of the two that we had separate rooms. So we got, so we got back. So we got back to the, uh, the hotel, we said goodnight to each other, and I got to bed. And after 15 minutes, I got a text. I thought, who the bloody hell is this one? It was from Sean. I thought, you're missing me already. We were So that's more or less it for the Young'uns podcast. We've got final clip to come. Uh, we're going away for the next two or three weeks and we're doing non-stop touring more or less and then we have our singing weekend at the end of November and that's going to be interesting people basically have paid to come and spend a weekend with us it's quite a who'd have thought sleeping arrangements they'll be quite interesting uh, because we'll obviously be playing the most elaborate game of rock paper scissors and we'll be tossing coins left right and centre to establish who sleeps with who and where so that'll be a very exciting thing at the singing weekend but the next gig that we've got uh, is tomorrow so that's November the 6th and uh, it's a house concert at Lewisham and it's quite a disconcerting um, gig because uh, well we're going to find out why with this clip which is taken from the Grove Folk Club in Leeds doing a house concert we just found out that we don't think it really is a house concert because the person who's booked us is a she's a well she's a leading psychiatrist can you imagine but it's not only that but it's a group we have been invited to leading psychiatrist but she's also all the psychiatrists are going to be there it's literally so we don't think it's we think that's just a ruse so people can well I think it's a ruse yeah because it's kind of like when you feel the need to make people enjoy themselves and laugh, is this a deep-seated insecurity that you are trying to make? <laughs> you need attention, you do not get love when you're a child. <laughs> but also this, and, and I think actually we may be onto something here, Mr Cooney, because looking at the website, she runs something called Extreme Psychiatry. <laughs> ExtremePsychiatry.com, I think it is. So yeah, so this could be a big experiment. What's that like? Anyway, I don't know what Extreme Psychiatry is. Is it like, um, like bungee jumping or something? Yeah, the couch is strapped with elastic and it's... <laughs> Isn't this fun? Now tell me about your stereotypical German accent. Stereotypical, come on, you know. Right. Hey, I've noticed you've got a weird nervous tick going on. You play with a pen when you're doing your talking there. You've just developed that. He's playing with a pen or something. Can you click him? What is, what's he playing with? Oh, dear. Oh, all right, Dave. He said you He's playing with something that clicks anyway. I'm just thinking, watch. Is it your watch? Because those extreme psychologists are going to be watching that and saying, what's he doing? (laughs) Is that a substitution for something else? Fiddling with that? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Do you want to count in the time, Michael? I I love that. I don't know what that that, that squeaking is, by the way. I thought it was someone's hearing aid. um, Yeah, what is the squeaking? It's normally here. I think one of those bolts is about to explode. It's wonderful. Oh, really? Oh, if we could just time it for the last note, that'd be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Another <laughs> <laughs> bang, the young ones. <laughs> 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 well, you're anyway. with your belt now, is this a nervous oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's for the uncle. Uh, so, uh, right. So, thanks very much. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, that's all for this week. Uh, we've got loads of clips piling up, so we'll have more clips uh, coming up in our next podcast, which will probably be either the end of November or the start of December. Uh, we might um, do some features and we might we might get a guest on, but uh, quite frankly, we've got loads of these clips to wade through. Uh, keep in touch with us and follow our antics on Facebook. We're posting quite a bit on there. Facebook and Twitter, at The Youngins Trio on Twitter, and uh, just type The Youngins into Facebook. So thank you very much for listening this week, and we'll be back in December with another Youngins podcast. Till then, from me, David Eagle, goodbye. <laughs>